Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and I'm uh, back with you all after a, a little bit of a, you know, in and out summer kind of situation, but we're, we're, we're back, and uh, here with me is uh, fellow Niner Noise contributor, Chris Wilson. Chris, how are we doing, man? Pretty good. Yep. You guys will be sick of us soon enough, so enjoy your time away from us, because <laughs> it's on, like Donkey Kong. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, the uh, the preseason is over as we record this following uh, the 49ers 34-10 victory over the uh, Las Vegas slash Oakland Raiders. Um, they're, they're, they're at Las Vegas. I just like to mess. On uh, Sunday afternoon, I like that they played the, the Raiders-Niners <laughs> game um, in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> to, you know, maybe remove any uh, any uh, activities that might lead to violence. Let's just say that. To cut down on the stabbings. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, the, uh, 49ers finished the preseason two and one as if that matters. Um, but, uh, only to the Ravens. That's correct. The team that matters too. Correct. Um, but it was, uh, I think good to see the offense sort of get on track a little bit. There was, you know, they struggled to score points, only scored 16 and 19 points in the first two preseason games, but it's nice to see the, the first team offense manage 20 points in the first half. So that's good news, uh, to see heading into the regular season. So a couple of things that we need to accomplish mostly what we're going to do is kind of talk generally about the regular season and our thoughts and, and expectations and what we're excited for and, and these sorts of things, but do want to do a little bit of 2021 season housekeeping. So this is, uh, believe it or not, Chris, you're number three for the Niner Noise podcast. That seems crazy to me that, that we're already uh, getting into the, the third year. It's a long time to put up with me. Um, we've had our highs in year number one. We've had our lows in year number two. Hopefully this one will be 
more like the first. Um, but we have talked about sort of how, what can we do to continue to improve the podcast and, and make it sort of a, a better experience uh, for our listeners. Um, and so one thing that we are going to do is um, essentially kind of split up uh, the what we've been doing um, with our podcasts over the first two years, where it was all sort of one podcast, middle of the week, where we're both trying to look at the game that happened the week before and look to the next game um, ahead, which often led to, what shall we say, um, slightly bloated um, episodes. That's one way to put it. Yeah. yeah, because to be fair, that's a lot to try to squeeze into a single podcast and keep it under, you know, 75 to 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> so the plan at this point is to um, have a little bit of a shorter more instant reaction podcast once the, the, the games are over. Um, so that will happen, you know, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night and be available in the sort of Monday morning, Monday night range, depending on when the games are happening. Obviously if they're playing on Sunday night, that will be a little bit, um, more difficult. And if they're playing on Monday night, the range there will, will vary depending on what's going on. Um, but it will also allow us to kind of just react instantly to what happened in the game. Those will be probably shorter, hopefully under a half hour, depending on <laughs> whether or not we have good things or bad things to say, um, that sort of thing. And and we'll keep us away from uh, from getting too sort of bogged down with a bunch of other things that can sort of cloud uh, just the conversation that we want to have about the team and how the game went and, and, and that sort of thing. And then later in the week, we'll aim for... Uh, something closer to a, a preview of the week to come. And again, obviously, this, some of this will depend on when the game is being played. So if it's a Thursday night game, which thankfully doesn't come till close to the end of the year, they play on like the 23rd of December, like Christmas Eve Eve, if you will, for their Thursday night game. So we don't have to worry about that for a long time. But we're, we're going to aim for sort of getting that out, um, you know, Friday, Saturday before the game to give you listeners a chance to really soak that in. And that's going to be focused on the week to come. Um, so that way there's the, the two podcasts, both of them will hopefully be shorter. It may amount to the same amount of content over the week, but it's not sort of one like massive hour and a half pushing two hours type of deal, um, (laughs) for you to listen to uh, a day or two before the, the next game when you've already kind of forgotten about the game that already happened. So I think that pretty much sums it up. Chris thoughts on that. Yep. I think that's a sound game plan going forward. Plus, I'm sick of editing three-hour-long podcasts <laughs> that are all my fault. <laughs> so, we'll try to be a little more structured this year. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, we're also going to find ways to to maybe um, integrate our listeners a little bit more. We'll talk about more ways that we're going to think about doing that. Um, maybe reach out to our fellow podcasts um, in the fan-sided podcast network who are related to the teams that we're playing kind of get their feedback on the upcoming games, that sort of thing. See if we can get that relationship running. Yeah, I've been on there, so they owe me. But hey, we got a uh, we got real football coming up here. Sunday is the last Sunday without NFL football until the Super Bowl. So, well, I guess technically the week between the championship games and the Super Bowl, technically there won't be real NFL football because that's the Pro Bowl, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we won't have any guys there. We'll be resting. Right, exactly. We'll be resting for the Super Bowl for sure. Um, so... For today, again, all we really want to do is kind of go through some sort of general thoughts um, about 
the season and, and expectations and all that kind of thing. Because again, at this point, as we're recording, we don't have final rosters or anything yet. Um, we don't know exactly what the makeup of the team is. Um, although be on the lookout for a uh, roster projection that I that I put out for the final 53 initial, I should say, 53 man roster. I like to say final, but it's that's not really true because um, it will change uh, <laughs> throughout the season, I'm sure. Hopefully for all good reasons um, and not bad ones like last year. No injuries. Uh, so we'll get into more specific things about um, the actual makeup of the team and start looking forward to the to the week one matchup in Detroit. But for now, we just kind of want to talk generally about the season um, and thinking about what, what we think is going to happen um, and what we're excited about and, and that sort of thing. So, um, Chris, are you ready to take on my um, super exciting questions? Absolutely. Okay. And I appreciate the fact that you did not share them with you beforehand. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so I gave Chris a little bit of, uh, of an idea of where we we're going to go with this, yeah, like but in order to, you'll see, um, to let him, uh, not have a lot of time to stew over things. Cause that, I think that is one thing that, uh, that he, he does a fair amount and it's, <laughs> it's very good and analytical, but it also creates, um, that thing that he mentioned about you know, saying a lot Very of long episodes. Um, and so my hope is that by catching him slightly off guard, that, <laughs> that he'll, you won't think about that, it too much. So, um, so what we're going to do is I've a series of questions. Most of them are pretty simple, like non-complicated things. Um, and we'll both give answers to those questions and hopefully it will be pretty quick. And then, um, we'll go through the schedule, uh, and just do a quick record prediction based on those games. And we won't necessarily, at this juncture, because we'll talk about it throughout the season, we'll give rationale for why we're why we're going to do what we're going to do, um, but uh, and why we think what we think. But this time, it's just like you see the team. What do you think? Win, loss, move on. Okay. And yeah, I pretend that I have the ability to give yes, no answers with no context, but we all know that that's very unlikely. So you could probably expect a two-parter here. But before we embark on this epic journey or whatever it is Robert has planned for me. Let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor. And who might that be, you ask? Yes, intelligent and attractive listener, you are correct. Today's episode is sponsored by our dear friends at Manscaped, who continue their ongoing mission to look out for your nether regions. And for clarification, that's look out, not look at. So none of that weird alien scientist stuff we got into a couple weeks ago. Manscaped continues to change the lives of men around the globe with their brand new fourth generation lawnmower 4.0. And once again, for our glorious listeners, they have a special deal on their world slash intergalactic favorite performance package 4.0. And all you have to do is head on over to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the code fansided20 at checkout. Inside this Nine Noise podcast approved package package you'll find your brand new state-of-the-art lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver deodorant crop reviver toner super ultra high performance boxer briefs and the shed a travel bag to hold the whole shebang just make sure to get your 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com that's right 20 percent off Free shipping, manscaped.com, code fansided20. Do it, and you'll thank me later. And with that, Robert, my friend, it is on. Um, all right. So, Chris, question number one. What are you most looking forward to uh, this season 
from the San Francisco 49ers. I'm looking forward to a fairly injury-free season. We haven't seen one of those in a long, long time. <laughs> but I think this team has the talent needed to go far in the playoffs. And well, first of all, it'll be a playoff team. Well, first of all, to win one more games than we lose. And then second to be a playoff team. And then third to hopefully take it deep into the playoffs. And our biggest rival, other than the refs in this Super Bowl, uh, is injuries. And it's been a problem ever since Lynchahan has arrived in Santa Clara, San Francisco. And that's one thing that I'm hoping that we can get over. I don't know how we do that. We've gone through however many uh, various <laughs> yeah. conditioning coaches. Apparently that is not the solution. <laughs> no, clearly not. Maybe the solution is just not playing in the X Meadowlands stadium. So hopefully <laughs> this year will be a year that we can just, just be around the middle. I mean, I'm not expecting anything crazy. Be around the middle and some of the things that we can't control, like a lot of the turnovers and the way the ball bounces and the injuries. So I think if we do that, not as much as we can do that or as it can not be done to us, <laughs> then okay, this team can really go far, especially with our odd two quarterback plan. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's going to translate into the regular season or not, but I'm just excited to see what this team can do when we have all of our players on the field. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds. I know. I know. Outside of your mind, um, for sure. Um, I, I, I think, I generally agree. Speaking of which, did you see the the video that I think um, I don't remember who it was. One of the Eagles players posted a picture of MetLife in the rain and there were literally like piles of the turf like piled up underneath because it was raining so hard that it was like bubbling up in places. I have not, but I don't put it past anyone in the NFC East. Just do whatever <laughs> they want. It, it was it was terrifying looking. It's like seriously, they play professional sports on this field like get it together. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to what will hopefully be a season where we get to see the actual players for this team that, that the, the 49ers coaching staff and, and front office wants us to see and not players that they are sort of forced to throw out there because of, um, things outside of their control, like, you know, turf monsters and, and, and other things like that. Um, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but um, the, the the fact that they were so unhealthy last year and the fact that they even struggled with injuries in the Super Bowl run in 2019, um, we, we've never really gotten to, gotten to see like 16 full games or in this case, 17 full games of exactly the team that the, the coaching staff again wants to, to have out there. Now, obviously, that's unrealistic. There are going to be injuries that are going to sideline some guys, hopefully never for too long, but um, I'm certainly excited to see um, what will hopefully be, you know, fingers crossing, knocking on wood, all those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> a team that can that can be competitive in in the NFC uh, in 2021. Yep, I'm definitely with you on that. All right. Um, so outside of like the injury thing, because, you know, that goes without saying at this point with this uh, franchise. But what is the thing that you are most concerned about? for the 2021 49ers. I can't see injuries again. Right? No, you can't say injuries again. That goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have held that answer for this question. If only I knew what the questions were. All right. I'm most concerned about the same things that I'm always concerned about. Offense line and giving our quarterback time to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And provided we have our receivers on the field, 
I think this offense is going to be very, very difficult to stop. And the only thing that's going to hold them back is running up the middle all the time on early downs and more importantly, blocking. I think our blocking has been a little bit better in the preseason, given who we have out there. And some guys have impressed. Actually, I think it was a week one that McGlinchey actually didn't make any mistakes in the passing game and earned a positive pass protection grade from PFF. I would look at that. Yeah, how about that? But then, of course, they gave him like a horrible run blocking grade. So he just, Who knows? just can't pull it together. But, you know, if we have a guy like McGlinchey who's back to reasonable play and is not such a problem on the offensive line and for quarterbacks, having a squad there that's just reasonable in pass protection and gives our quarterback, whomever that might be, a few seconds to actually address what's going on downfield as opposed to Nick Mullins's not so slowly, just drifting, drifting, drifting outside of the left tackle and just getting sacked by, I think it was Chase Young <laughs> in the Redskins game when he just totally fell apart. But especially for a new young quarterback who's never had to deal with those type of problems, he's going to have to deal with a 49ers off his line. But if we can do something with the right side of the line and if our left side of the line steps back up like they did two years ago, yeah, then I think that we have an offense that's going to be difficult to be handled and will only really be able to be handled if we don't play it correctly. (laughs) That's my biggest issue for the last couple of years. (laughs) That's one of my biggest issue outside of the obvious injuries and turnover situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another uh, lovely moment in 49ers uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but somebody put out a a video of, of a good um, pass block um, rep from McGlinchey in the chargers game. And everybody was like, like, what's wrong with like, he's getting run over and he looks like a tight end. And it took me a second before I realized that they're actually talking about Ross Dwelly, who was standing next to him and did get run over by the pass rusher. But McGlinchey's <laughs> was sort of inside of him and was and had a defensive tackle that he was taking on and actually did handle the bull rush pretty well. Dwelly got like annihilated or no i think sorry it was charlie warner i apologize um but either way people are like up in arms like it's the same old thing i thought he got bigger and stronger and it's like guys you're looking at the wrong person (laughs) yeah i have no respect for anybody on twitter or otherwise accusing mcglinchy of doing things poorly when he's actually doing them well there's really no excuse there's enough blooper reel tape of him out there it's just lazy if you're blaming him when he's not the one who's creating the problem but overall, I've been somewhat impressed with this pass blocking over the preseason. Yeah. Limited reps, but you know for me that that's a serious thing for me to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, I think most concerning for me is sort of the same area on both sides of the football, and that is who is going to be this team's third best wide receiver and who is going to be this team's third best cornerback and by third best cornerback I, I mean like like an outside guy who could also feature in like you know like a dime package or a nick or something like that um it seems like the third best receiver at this point is either Muhammad Sanu or Trent Sherfield which uh you know they've both had pretty decent camps and training in preseasons and that's all well and good but um, obviously Sanu has not had a good season in, in a number of years. Um, and Trent Shurfield has never been anything beyond just a special teams ace in his time in the NFL. And so that, that gives you pause of course. And you know, that I think the team still 
has hopes that Jalen Hurd will be a, a player in the league, but until he proves that he can be healthy, um, there's there's no counting on that. So, um, and the fact that both of our our top wide receivers have, you know, in their relatively short NFL careers, have a little bit of history of getting banged up, and that's just that kind of comes with the territory with the way both of them uh, play football. That especially Debo Samuel, who's not going to run out of bounds or shy away from contact. I think you're going to have to expect that somebody or some buddies, a couple of guys are going to have to step up at that position. Um, and then on the other side, you know, the same thing with, with Jason Brett and Emmanuel Mosley, I feel pretty good about our starting cornerback situation. Um, and, but the question is, you know, is a rookie, uh, fifth rounder in Diamador Lenore, a guy who's going to be able to step up and be the third best cornerback on this team. Um, is Ambry Thomas going to step up and be the third best cornerback on this team? I don't Cause think so. obviously that's what the future is, right? That's where this team is heading um, in the next year or two. Um, but for this year, that those questions kind of remain in, in, in that passing game. Now I think for the cornerback situation, it seems like the defensive line is going to be good enough that that won't be as much of an issue. But it is going to be something that's going to going to come up this year, and I, I think it's uh, something we're going to have to pay attention to uh, moving forward. So, speaking of the wide receivers, you don't think there's a clear number three? Um, not one that I feel like super strong about. <laughs> I mean, I think Sherfield's. I think Sherfield's had a good camp and and has been had good opportunities and has taken opportunities when he's, when he's had them. But the fact of the matter is he has not been an NFL wide receiver. Really they also don't have an NFL head coach. The Cardinals didn't use him that way. Um, he never really got an opportunity to, to do that. And again, Muhammad Sanu has had good seasons under Shanahan, but they also what had him around for what two weeks last year and then let him go randomly. So who knows? Um, again, I think the best case scenario still remains that Jalen Hurd overcomes whatever, injury bug he's had over the last two years and, and actually becomes the player the team thinks that, that, that he is. But can you count on that? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Depends on how much you're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. For me, Churfield's really implanted himself in that number three wide receiver role from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather have him than say Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, and I don't disagree that he is sort of put himself in that place at this moment. The question is whether over a 17 game season he is going to be the sort of a go to third option or if he has to like step up and be like a number two or number one, you know, God forbid <laughs> in, in those cases, that would be the thing that would make me go, oh, OK, are we in a good position here? So, yeah, I'm sort of wondering if Sanu even makes his team. I, I think he does. Um I think they've kind of treated him with a sort of bubble wrap type of situation um, where it kind of suggests that they want him on this team. Um, I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting because Travis Benjamin got a concussion, um, which may impact their ability to put him on the roster. And he's been sort of iffy uh, for me from the, from the get go, but he's a no for me. I have Sanu on the team at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised. So who are your six? Uh, so Debo, Ayuk, obviously Sherfield, Sanu. Um, and then, and then I went, uh, Juwan Jennings and, and, and I ended up keeping Hurd on the, on the list at this point, simply because I think they're so bullish on him that they really want him to succeed. And if he shows that he can stay healthy at this point, um, I think they believe 
in their ability to do something with him if he can stay on the field. Um, yeah. I think all he really needed to show is that he could stay on the field and not get injured. Correct. Correct. In the game. And, and he did. I think that was enough for him to make the roster. Yeah. Yep. My six look very similar outside of Sanu, just because he doesn't play special teams, nor do any of the guys behind him or in front of him, <laughs> other than uh, Sherfield, of course, but you know, he's not a return guy. And we do need a return guy. And we tried yeah. out a bunch of guys, but no one really saw that good. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the final, not final, or 53 man <laughs> roster and then is sort of held off to the side because I don't think a lot of the teams really want him. And then yeah, yeah. we keep a guy like Webster, someone like that, somebody who can return kicks at least <laughs> and can mm-hmm. play on special teams, always knowing that Snoo will be available if we need him or yeah. you know, potentially signing somebody who was cut by another team. But it's been a long time since he's played well. And by well, I mean yeah. like wide receiver three, wide receiver two B. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I, and I, I did think about that a little bit. I think Jennings does provide some special teams like coverage um, ability. And I think they'll still use Sherfield as, as a, um, an option on special teams if they, if they feel the need to, but I, I definitely could see, Simba Webster being on this team for that for that reason especially but I think there are also a fair amount of special teams options at other positions um so that's something to to watch out for as well yeah I'm just sort of concerned with I mean the one thing about Richie James other than him dropping every pass that was thrown in his way and he's injured now (laughs) it doesn't really matter (laughs) yeah pour some out for yeah he definitely did not have the preseason and training camp that I was hoping that he would have one of the things he always brought to the table is he could return both punts and kicks. I think maybe the best possible scenario for him was to have his injury and hopefully, if possible, would be able to come back at some time because I haven't lost hope yet. But if you've never seen him before and then watched him during the preseason or even the offseason... <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, well, how did this guy get on an NFL roster? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then if you saw his tape against the Packers last year, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's why. So can we just get that guy back? So, you know, I've always been a big Richie James fan, but I don't think he would make this team right now. And I think I said said a couple of weeks ago. No, I I had him pretty much off the roster. I've done a couple of predictions up to this point. I think he was on my like before the preseason roster. But since training camp has started, he's been pretty much off the list. Yeah, it's obviously in his head because he can catch the ball. Yeah, he was a hundred, fifteen hundred, ten touchdown guy in college, you know, but. It's unfortunate, but hopefully there still is a future for my man, Richie. I mean, there's definitely a future for him in the NFL, but I hope there's a future for him on this team. So if you're replacing him with Sanu, you're losing out on a guy who can return kicks. And yeah, you also still need to worry about the whole punt return thing. I hope it's not Nayuk. <laughs> we just fair catch everything. We'll yeah, forget it. In, just put River Craycraft out yeah, there. Yeah, I meant to say, just, you beat me to it. He'll just... Fair catch it at the nine. <laughs> I got it, guys. What's wrong with you? <laughs> There's nobody in front of you. They're not even rushing. I've never seen a punt returner like make the wrong decision about fair catching and running with the ball so frequently than River Crick. He is not the guy on so many levels. He, he fair caught the ball at the 24 when there was nobody standing around him, but he tried to run it. No, whatever. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and move on. These, fa- these uh, next questions can be a little bit quicker. Um, you don't necessarily need to explain your answer necessarily in great depth. Um, so we're going to do MVP, both offensive and defensive and rookie of the year, both offensive and defensive. And you can take that in 
whichever order that you would like to take it. Whoa. So you want an MVP, offense and defense. Yep. Yeah, go with that. All right. On defense, I'll take Warner, comma, Frederico. That's the easy selection. On offense, I don't think that any of our quarterbacks are going to see the appropriate amount of action unless there were a case where Trey just really takes it to another level and Jimmy's just benched and then mm-hmm. Trey blows it up and takes it to the Super Bowl and wins it. And Hooray. how many times has that happened before with the rookie quarterback? So never. That's a never. I don't really see either of those guys being the MVP. Obviously, you have Kittle. Yeah, I'm starting to punt on this one because. <laughs> Cheater. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I am cheating a little bit. I mean, Trent Williams is always oh. in there and so is Kittle. But the tight end is always the quarterback's best friend and he's definitely Grabo's best friend and he's soon to be Lance's best friend as well. So I think I'll go with Kittle over Trent Williams with a close second. Yeah. Um, I mean, good good calls in, in both cases. Um, that was the lamest answer I got to give in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no... Just it's kind of hard in, to, to go with that. <laughs> um, I think uh, on the defensive side, I'm going to go uh, Nick Bosa because I think good call. we saw what this defensive line and the defense overall was without him last year and i think having him um back on this team and back up to full strength is going to put the defense back into a stratosphere maybe not to the same level they were in 2019 because that 2019 regular season defense was just outrageous um in terms of how good it was especially the defensive line but i think we're starting to see little glimpses of that um obviously we haven't seen either bosa or d ford in any preseason games and for the record, let, can we just talk about like, or just reflect on the fact that D Ford might actually play football again after it was, it was like, Oh, he's done. Like he's going to retire and that's it. He's going away. Like if he, if they get anything out of him this year, like if they can use him as like a, yeah. I still don't uh, believe it. you know, pass rushing situation guy and he racks up a couple, uh, you know, some sacks and, and makes it difficult on, on defenses to, to key in on Bosa and the rest of the defensive line. That's like found money. It's it's incredible. But um, just line up on your side of the wall. Yeah, I think um, Warner is obviously you know an All Pro and, and a great player, and I think he's going to be in that conversation. But I think if this defense sort of catapults itself back up into the you know upper echelons of the NFL uh, defenses, it'll be because Bosa is back and and being Bosa. Um, and then for the for the offense. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to have to agree with you on the quarterback situation that barring one of the quarterbacks sort of sort of taking the job by the scruff of the neck and being like, this is mine and you're not going to put anybody else in this position. Um, I-, I think it's going to be we're going to see some sort of platooning situation throughout the year. And so I think it ends up being one of the receivers. And so I think Kittle is a is a is a safe bet in that regard. Um, I think he's the the one likely to see the most volume of uh, targets and therefore receptions. And so that will help his case in that, in that regard. So um, now rookie of the year, offense, defense, go on offense. I mean, we really don't have a lot to choose from. I feel like it has to be Lance. Who else can we really pick? Sermon has not been very impressive and you can go out on a limb and take Aaron Banks if you want, but (laughs) (laughs) now I'm not saying I told you so. Yeah. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to give it to Lance. If one uh, quarterback is going to take over this job, it's not going to be Garoppolo because Shanahan's not going to allow that to happen. 
Unless Lance were to get hurt, God forbid. So at least from what we've seen so far, I think the Lance really is the only person who could be a rookie MVP on offense. Right. As far as defense, I mean, it really comes down to two players, Hufanga and Lenore. And I think that Hufanga is going to see more playing time. So yeah. I'm going to go say 75% Hufanga, 25% Lenore. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair on both, on both accounts. I think, you know, on the offensive side, it's Lance like 95% and then like Trey Sermon has like the, that 5% chance that if Lance doesn't end up playing that much for whatever reason, that Sermon sort of becomes the de facto <laughs> rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think, you know, I think he'll get a chance to, to show what he's, what he's got once the regular season starts for sure. I mean, you know, we could also technically uh, cheat a little bit and and say Jalen Hurd since he hasn't technically <laughs> played an NFL snap in the regular season. Um, not a rookie in a technical sense, but in terms of NFL uh, experience, still technically a rookie. Uh, so, you know, that's a, a dark horse slash cheating uh, response. But, yeah, I think generally speaking, it's it's got to be Lance. Like, because if he is not playing for whatever reason, something bad has happened. Yeah. Um, and that's not not good. Um, and then, yeah, I think on the defensive side of the ball, it's between those two for sure. Um, I think Hufanga, if you sort of, uh, roll the special teams into it, cause I think he's going to be a key contributor on the special team side of the ball. Um, I think that's probably going to make him more of the standout there. Uh, plus if he ends up being the sort of main, you know, guy who's responsible for filling in for Jaquaski Tart, um, I love the guy, but he has not shown the ability to stay on the field for an entire season ever. I want to say question mark. No, I'm not I sure if that that's true, true, but He's never um, played a full season. Uh, so I think Ufanga is going to end up playing a, a, a larger role on this, on this defense. But uh, Lenore has that outside shot, especially if he gets opportunities to, you know, to play in, in larger, uh, in the like dime packages, like I was alluding to earlier. So probably between those two for sure. Lenore, it's more of a, for me, if somebody gets injured and they just throw him to the fire and then, yeah. hangs, you know what I mean? And then yeah. he proves to be absolutely a reasonable cover corner for his athletic skill set. Uh, if the coaching staff decides that Sherfield should be focusing more on offense as opposed to special teams and he doesn't become the special teams ace that we're expecting him to be, then Hupanga is a guy who can step into that role and, He's a guy who's definitely impressed and a guy that I think we both talked about very, very soon after the draft as a potential steal. And I think that he was just sort of held back by his, it's not combine numbers, but his pro day numbers, but he's definitely not that fast and I would not have him playing too much single high safety. <laughs> but when he's close to the line of scrimmage, he's, he's a baller. Yeah. And he's everything that we saw on tape that we didn't see at the pro day. So I think we may have gotten ourselves a steal there. Yeah, for sure. He's and, he, and he's intent on, you know, the thing he said after the draft about wanting to make the Pro Bowl as a rookie, as a special teamer. Like he he knows and you gotta he knows that. what the expectation is and what it's going to take for him to make the team. And he's done that. Plus, uh, you know, been surprisingly useful as a defensive player. Um, as you say, if he his issue is going to be that he's not versatile in a way that yeah. Tart and Jimmy Ward are and um the way that Tarverius Moore would have been if he was on this team, 
because um, the the ability to play both safety spots is something that that in the past this defense has asked of it and he's not going to be able to do that um he's going to be a solely like old school strong safety like close to the box that sort of thing um, <laughs> but if they yeah if they put him on an island out there he's in real trouble right back to marcel harris time. <laughs> correct not good um well that's why he's a linebacker now anyway yeah i'm interested to see how the 49ers end up using marcel harris he lists him as a linebacker but he's still wearing a safety number and he misses just way too many tackles to see the field at any of the team's linebacker positions my guess is if they play him on defense it's going to be in that tarvarius more in the box big dime personnel group but Lynchahan decided to keep him around, so they obviously have some type of plans for him. So I'm interested to see what those plans are. So in the spirit of the opening episode of the Niner Noise podcast's official, unofficial new format, we are going to actually play by our own rules and leave you in suspense for the remainder of whatever Robert has to throw at me. So be on the lookout for a follow-up pod in a couple of days, and then at least one more episode featuring a very special guest, as well as a preview of the week one matchup against the Detroit Lions as your San Francisco 49ers kick off what should be a very exciting 2021 NFL regular season. Thank you for listening to this appropriately length episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fantide Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe to the pod so you won't miss our upcoming 2021 season prediction episode and the rest of the 49ers content coming your way over the next week and throughout the 2021 season. As always, check out NarnNoise.com for all your breaking news and analysis, including Robert's recent masterpiece about the 49ers' final initial roster. And if you would, please do us a solid by hooking us up with a kind rating and review. And when you do... If you toss in a question at the end, we will give you a shout out and an answer to your question on the next episode. And maybe even a big hug from Morrison, if that's the kind of thing you're into. Sounds like a win-win to me and a great way to kick off the 49ers epic 2021 season. So until, well, a couple of days from now, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.